Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Julian holds the ball in the air. The Zag faithful celebrate. And Gonzaga will advance to the WCC Tournament Championship game for a 26th consecutive season. Well, that was the wrong soundbite. <laughs> hey, breaking news, Gonzaga won. What the hell? Did I have that? I guess, yeah, I did. I played, yeah. That's what happens when you have multiple Gonzaga soundbites in the damn Folder. Anyways, breaking news. Gonzaga won last night. Smooth operation over here, Brace. All right. We're going to fast forward past that one and get bring on our guest here from DraftKings Sportsbook. Julian Adlow, please save me. I just played the wrong soundbite like an idiot. How you doing today, man? <laughs> wrong soundbite. Classic move. Um, what yeah. did it? You didn't play St. Mary's last night, did, did you? Did not. I loved Gonzaga, okay. but I'll tell you, I split because I took the over. Dumb. Okay. Just dumb. Um, Gonzaga to win the West Coast Conference Tournament was my, my biggest play of the college basketball season so far. Wow. Um, I thought that was that was stupid. Like, if you go, they were min- minus 1,900 preseason to win the West Coast. <sighs> and now we're, we were getting like a pick'em type of price it opened. Zags opened minus 105 on DK Sportsbook. They lost two conference games. Yeah. They silly one to Loyola Marymount, and then they almost won at St. Mary's, and it slipped away, and they lose in overtime. Like, their other losses are Baylor, Purdue. Like, Gonzaga's not as bad as we, we make them out to be. No. And St. Mary's is wildly overrated in my mind. And uh, last night could not have played out more perfectly to, to actually make me look smart for once with one of my takes. You know... Every once in a while, we seem to agree on a lot of things, man. It really does happen, you know. I put the Super Bowl to the side, but I, I'm right there with you. I get it. The metrics had Eli Herskovich for you know he's making the rounds. He's at the lines. He, he's a very, uh, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He's, he's just like he's fo- he, he's he's locked in on everything. College hoops. He hopped on the show yesterday, and I mean, he was wax and poetic about St. Mary's and their defensive numbers and all that. And Gonzaga doesn't do this, and I'm just like. I don't see it. I look at Gonzaga, and for whatever reason, look, this is a team that has dominated their conference. I think, I forget what the number is. They've made, uh, I think, eight straight, seven straight Sweet 16s. Uh, they've made the the tournament itself, I think, 19 straight times. Like, why this year are we not looking at Gonzaga as a title contender? I just don't know. What is your thoughts behind that? Because they lost five games instead of two or one or zero games. Um, but they played a tougher schedule. And again, they, uh, I'm missing one loss in there. Was it, was it Duke? Maybe they lost to um, Texas, they, right? Texas. Okay. So yeah. Texas at the, on the road at Texas against Baylor and against Purdue were their non-conference losses. You, they had the slip up against Marymount at home. That snaps like a, 70 or 90 game home winning streak in conference or something, which was 
that was a that was a bad one. And then the road one at St. Mary's, which if all these smart college basketball people are telling me how good St. Mary's is, then that means that's not a bad loss. They were they were underdogs. True. They have four good losses, one bad loss. They beat Alabama in in Alabama when when Alabama was still you know running smooth, didn't have a cloud hanging over its its uh, program. So, like you know. I think it's any other year's Gonzaga team. Um, now the problem is there's a lot of other really good teams, mm-hmm. and all the other really good Gonzaga year teams. Well, they still don't win, so I don't think this year's team is going to win because they never win. Um, it would be funny if they did. Now that everybody's kind of against them, but I like it's in any other year Gonzaga team. They're just as good. They're going to be a three seed. Um, there's plenty of teams that I would take to take to beat them. But it's just it's a normal Gonzaga team, I, I think. They just happen to play some, some really tough teams. Yeah, last night was over as soon as it started, and uh, that's what we call a rocking chair victory. And like I said, I'm an idiot. I tried to two for a little late night, 9 o'clock start, so I tried to get a little greedy and mixed in the over. And, and when you hold one team to whatever it was, I think they had like 19, 15 points in the first half. That over was yeah. dead, uh, dead on arrival. We're talking to Julian Edlow from DraftKings Sportsbook. Unreasonable odds. I saw you had the great Jeff Goodman on. Uh, can't wait to listen to that one. Of course, getting everything rolling here for the madness. Uh, we have everybody in action now. So all the conference tournaments are starting today. And of course, we got live action right now happening, Tracy. Um, I'm curious though, big picture question as far as before we fill out our brackets on selection Sunday. How many teams legitimately do you think have a chance at winning it all this year? It's a question I've been tossing out there, and it, it rang the bell in my head because of what you just said. Now, there are a lot of good teams in college basketball, but when you get that bracket in front of you and you got to fill it out, how many teams do you think have a realistic shot at cutting down the nets? It's a good question, and I've, a lot of people have asked me that the last few days, so I need to sit down and actually count. Um, I won't waste our airtime going through it now, but it feels to me like eight to 10. It's a lot. Um, but there's no like one dominant team that I think belongs above the rest. Other people would tell you it's Houston. Uh, I, I put them in with the rest of the teams that, that could win it all. Your Kansas, your Baylor, um, team teams like that. Uh, but, yeah, I I know I have a decent idea of who I want to fade in the tournament, and the Zags might be one of them. Alabama's definitely one of them. Purdue is one of them. Um, Tennessee is one of them. I, I know who I want to go against early, getting points, but I don't I don't necessarily prefer any team to another to win it all. Um, I'll say the with Houston, they have great guard play, they're coached well, and they play defense, so they can win it. I just don't see them being above any of these other teams because they haven't played anyone in forever, much like Gonzaga. Um, the toughest test in conference was all season long going to be the, the finale, the road game at Memphis. And we got there on Saturday, and it comes down to needing a buzzer beater to, to squeak by and win hmm. the game. Memphis just isn't even all that good. So it's been since early season when, yes, they did get some impressive victories, but they've been playing on this level. So like, if they run into... If they run into a team like a Baylor, who I'm I'm high on because of those veteran guards and they have plenty of bigs to throw at you, they're well coached. Um, if they run into a team like that and Baylor's getting points, I, I'm going to play Baylor in that type of game. So I think Houston is maybe the team that everybody's putting above everybody else that I would just take down a notch and put with the rest of the the handful of contenders. 
Is there a team out there now that you are kind of vibing on, but you want to see whether or not, and let's talk about the major conference tournaments because a lot of them, like I said, are starting today. Is there a team that maybe you want to see what they have in them throughout the course of this conference tournament process? Or does the conference tournament not factor in? And that's a little weird to ask that, but at the same time, it is one and done, and if you're a really good team and you lose in that second round, second day of action, you know, it's not to say that you're going to all of a sudden fade them, but is there a team that you would say, you know what, let's see what they do in the conference tournament. If they make a run, if they get to a final game, maybe I'll bump them up when it comes to handicapping the tournament. Yeah, I, it's kind of case by case for me with the conference tournament. Um, you know, you have all the examples of the UConn teams they win it all at MSG, and then make a deep March Madness run. Uh, and then it goes the other way. Like wait, a few years ago, before Georgetown was became absolutely atrocious, they made that, that crazy run to, to win their conference title, and then they got absolutely smacked by Colorado in the first round. They got, like, doubled up in that game. Um, and Colorado wasn't even all that good of a team at the time. So, like, it can go either way. It's a case-by-case thing. I, it's tough to tell sometimes what is it going to be. You just won, you know, four games in four days or whatever it may be. Is that fatigue going to carry over into the next week, or is it going to be momentum? Mm. And there's no real way to there's no real way to tell. Um, so I don't care as much about the conference tournaments when uh, when it goes to to moving on to the NCAA tournament. Um, if it's the right team and they win their conference tournament and they have the right matchup. I'm fine playing on them again, but if it's a really good team, like a like let's say Kansas gets gets upset by Baylor in in the Big Twelve, yep. or you know um, Indiana loses the the Big Ten title game to to Purdue or something like that, like I like back. I mean, backing teams off a loss has been a huge part of my handicapping all all season. So if we get that spot in the NCAA tournament. The only way you can get it off a loss, obviously, once you lose, you're eliminated. So the only way you can get it off a loss is that first game coming off a conference tournament loss. So there will be some of those spots to focus in on, too, I think. couple quick hitters here. Who's the best team in college basketball for you right now? Is it Kansas? Is it UCLA? Uh, Who is it? UCLA losing Jalen Clark is big. Yeah. And that kind of uh, – they're still contenders, but it, it takes that down a, a notch. Um. Oh, who's the best team in college basketball? See, I, like I, like I said, I know five or six really good teams that I want to fade. I, they're all on really an even playing field to me. Some of these, some of these top teams. I'll who's who's your favorite. overall number one team? Who's your overall number one seed if the bracket needed to be filled out today? Kansas. Yeah. Kansas proved the most, and they would be the number one overall seed for me. Okay. That said, I keep mentioning Baylor. If you want to ask it a different way or put a, a gambling spin on it. What's my favorite future that I have? My favorite future that I have is Baylor at thirty to one to win it all. Mm, that's a nice price. It's a really nice price. They were bad early in conference play. That was that was the time to buy. See, that's why you got to listen to the Daily Ticket every Wednesday, or just follow Julian. But I specifically, please listen to the Daily Ticket every Wednesday when Julian joins us. You can, do, you can do both. You can do both. There you go. Nice. Uh, last one. The oh mid majors. That's right. Wanted to ask you about mid majors. It's it's mm-hmm. difficult. Or Roberts. 
just popped up off the page. And it, it wasn't a surprise that, you know, they, they have some players from their run two years ago and, and, uh, we, right. we know that they played really well this season, but last night in a championship game, they blew the doors off of, uh, their opponents. So for Oral Roberts, for me, I'm leaning to them. Of course, I'm a prisoner of the moment, but for you, Julian Edlow, who are some of the mid majors at the top of your list? Yeah, it's all about who some of these teams get in the matchup. Because, like, you know, you want, like, the right team. Uh, like, Purdue's a team I said I wanted to fade. But what if they get one of those first-round draws where, like, the tallest player on the other team is 6'8", and you got to play 6'7'4", Zach Eady? Not going to work out. So, like, it's really matchup-dependent, I feel like, for these mid-majors, but yeah, Oral Roberts is a team that has been there, done that. They're not going to be afraid. Uh, I like them pending matchup. Um, Kennesaw State was an upset, even though they were one seed and won their conference tournament on their home floor. Um, they're a team that uh, I-, I think could make a little bit of noise. They they made a complete turnaround with that program. Uh, we saw Charleston last night. Um, they didn't cover, but they won their conference tournament. They're a, a what are they? They're thirty-one and three or thirty-two and three right now. They just don't have many losses, so they're going to be competitive in a game. So I don't. You got to see the bracket before you say who the Cinderella is going to potentially be and actually win some of these games. But I think a lot of them, these numbers open up thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and get bet down pretty quickly because just too many points for some of these teams that are playing in their Super Bowl essentially, and they're going to mm. hang in these games. So for tonight, uh, any any action for you on these conference games? Anything appealing as far as some of these games that will be going off this evening? We got plenty of live action right now. We're watching Richmond and George Mason here, which is a pretty darn good game. Uh, Richmond up by three over George Mason. Uh, anything for uh, the conference tournament games this evening? I'll, I'll just throw one right off you at the jump because who the hell is UNC to be giving anybody eleven and a half, Julian? <laughs> Well, uh, maybe you haven't seen this Boston College team, but they stink. Yeah. Uh, they did get some wins recently, a road win at Wake, um, a home win over Virginia. So if you made me play the spread, yeah, 11 and a half, I'm, I'm taking BC. I do think UNC wins that game, obviously. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, I love what's going to come up on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't love this Wednesday card that much. Um, I did play West Virginia minus three last night. That's moved out to minus four mm-hmm. if you want to play it there. Um, and I just put out right before we went on, I put out my, my college hoops stats article that is both Wednesday and Thursday games. So I used, uh, I think UNC and Villanova gets Georgetown. I think those are two money line parlay pieces. They're really steep. They're double digit favorites. Um, but to put with another team if you wanted to buy them down. So I, I used it with UConn. UConn's a seven point favorite tomorrow at MSG over Providence. I think they get that game. Um, and looking more into tomorrow, I, I did play Baylor. Obviously, I keep talking about Baylor. Mm-hmm. Baylor's laying four and a half in a revenge spot against uh, Iowa State, who they just lost to at home on Saturday. And Michigan, noon tip, Michigan gets Rutgers. Michigan's going pretty good right now, even though they're on a two-game losing streak. They were in both of those games. They're due for a win. They dominated Rutgers on the road uh, a little while ago, won by 13 and five-and-a-half-point dogs. I like Michigan at uh, at noon tomorrow. So, more into the Thursday card. I did put out a small play on something tonight. I played Oklahoma Moneyline. They're a short dog against Oklahoma State. They haven't beaten Oklahoma State in two tries this year, but they've been good on a neutral floor, four and one straight up. 
Um, and they've been good lately. Two of the last three games they've won as underdogs. So I did make a small play on Oklahoma. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So there's some plays for tonight. Once again, you can find Julian over on all things socials. Julian Edlow. That's E-D-L-O-W from DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. One quick one as far as the NBA is concerned before you get out of here. Um, is uh, it, is it hope? I'm like, you know, I'm trying to find a way to Sixers advance out of the second round and get to that, you know, Eastern Conference final or, you know, hey, have an NBA final would be great too. You know, I mean, even if you lose it, right? It's still a good time. Um, and that's mm, the, fr- I don't know. Last year losing the NBA finals <laughs> wasn't too exciting. Yeah. And coming, hey, but that's the Philly way. Get to the finals and lose. I mean, that's what we're, we're known for sure. these days. Um, is there a possibility that the Knicks could knock out the Celtics in the playoffs and then therefore it opens the door for the 76ers? Or is that just something that, you know, I'm in my own mind with and, and just extremely hopeful? If you want to spin it as a way to open the door for the 76ers, then sure. <laughs> but yes, I think that whoever wins that 4-5 matchup, which is looking like it's going to be Cleveland and the Knicks, Really good 4-5 there. Two teams that have given the Celtics a ton of trouble could easily beat the Celtics. But guess what? The Celtics, the way they're going, the Bucks are pretty heavy favorites now to get that one seed with this three-game losing streak the Celtics are on. So that 4-5 matchup could wind up landing on Milwaukee. Um, I I think we're going to get a Boston-Milwaukee Eastern Conference final, but uh, the winner of that 4-5 matchup between Cleveland and New York, I, I do think is dangerous to, to either one seed, whoever is there. What is it? Why Like, why did the Knicks have the Celtics number and and when the Celtics play the Sixers, they just lump them up? Like, what, what is going on there? What's going, why, why are the Knicks so competitive and actually have come out on top against the Celtics? Yeah, I mean, I think the Knicks are just good. Yeah. Uh, They've been playing. They've been beating everybody lately, except for for some reason the Hornets last night is minus five hundred favorite. But Jeez. they've been beating everybody down. Um, they're they're a good team, so uh, they're not elite. Um, but you know the Cavs went three and one against the Celtics this year too. All three wins were in overtime. I think it's just some of it's timing when when you get these teams. Um, and some of it is just coin flip games, like double overtime games against Cleveland, double overtime on Sunday night against the Knicks. Uh, multiple games with multiple teams have gone to overtime, some of them multiple overtime. So I think they've just been really close games that haven't gone the Celtics' way um, with two teams, the Cavs and the Knicks, who have a lot to prove in the regular season. So I do think those two teams are, are for real, um, but we'll find out in the playoffs. Because once we get to a series, that's that's really when we're going to be able to tell. Those two teams have a lot of incentive to play very well in the regular season, whereas you know why the Celtics and Bucks and even Sixers can can take some nights off. For more from Julian Edlow, be sure to check out Unreasonable Odds, the podcast. As I said, great guest on this week, as usual, but uh, more from the college basketball world. So everybody needs to get as much information as possible before we fill out our bra- brackets on Selection Sunday. Julian, thank you very much for a couple minutes today, sir. We'll continue to follow you, continue to read you over at DraftKings. And, uh, hey, man, good luck this weekend. Looking forward next week to talking about your bracket and some of those teams that you think will eventually cut down the net or have uh, a shot at making the Final Four. But always a pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to next week, man. My man, there he is. Thanks, Julian. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.